Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. This season finale was explosive. I definitely didn't think what was going to happen was going to happen, but I knew there was going to be a death. Did you? Stay tuned. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz Guys, welcome back to the Harlots After Show on AfterBuzz TV. I'm one of your co-hosts, Linda Entry, and to my left, the amazing Kitty Kaboo. What's up, people? So glad to be here. Guys, I cannot believe that we've ended. We've ended. This is the end. I didn't think that they were going to be able to wrap up all the loose ends, which, you know, I have a few feelings about that. But at the most part, I feel satisfied. <laughs> and I feel satisfied because, you know what? Lord Blaine... Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye for now. Bye. Guys, we've got some great news and gossip for you. Harlot quotes, of course. The Harlot of the Week. We have it all right here, right now. Overall thoughts of this episode. I am so excited. This is definitely, sorry, definitely my favorite show of the entire season. I From beginning to end, I was pulled in. All I can say is redemption is a beautiful thing. You know what? I loved it. I'm surprised that we didn't see Margaret. I was sh- I was kind of shocked. I was waiting her- for her to like mess everything up. Right. Because everything was going so smoothly. I was like, it can't go smoothly for this whole entire hour. Right. But it did. But it did. Um, I'm loving all of it. I'm loving the Hal factor. I'm loving the Croft factor. I'm loving live chat. Puerto Rico. Gina Connie. What's up? Holla at you, girl. Very cool of you. Thank you for, for, you know, doing you. (laughs) And, uh, yeah. So, let's just jump into it. So, opening scene is Lydia. And, you know, Lydia, I've said this before, you guys. Lydia is like a cockroach. She is that. She just is always in the right place at the right time. I can't understand it. (laughs) I want to have that same ability. (laughs) Because I think I could go dope. far in my life. Yeah. Um, let's talk about her and Cherry and how Cherry left her mm-hmm. and is joining Fanny. Right. And is going to be like the pimp of the house. And when she was like, I'm not playing, she's not playing. Because when we saw the parade of men she brought in, I was right? like, go ahead, Cherry. Work handle your Cherry. business. Yes. And you got to love it. I love that Cherry found a place for herself. Right. She's always the one that's kind of discarded and second guessed. Yeah. Lydia literally told her that her dress wouldn't fit anything but a dog yes i mean come on she's so disrespectful but cherry takes it on the chin every time like have you ever seen cherry break down or not be able to function she's like oh that's what happened let's moving right along but i guess if you're born a little person you kind of develop a tough 
a thick skin and you know that whatever comes at you, you can overcome. And she has. So I love that she kind of appointed herself the pimp and then came through. Listen, when I saw her selling flowers right. and condoms and doing whatever she needed to do to survive, I was like, oh, I'm, she's not messing around. No. She's all good. She's all good, baby. And she baby. will always land on her feet. Love that about her. Uh, Emily and Hal. So, you know, watching her sleep mm. gives her his mom's ring. I was like, ooh, is he proposing? Or is that just like, hey, you're my girl and, and we're good? <laughs> I wasn't quite sure. Um, made her breakfast mm. and then locks her into the room what did you think of that whole thing i mean i I love the setup i love how he continued to continued to pull her in and was able to you know prey on her sensitive side emily is a pretty tough cookie but everybody wants to be loved and validated right so he kind of does that for her or he gives the appearance of having done that so a part of me was just like holding my breath like i know the other shoe is about to drop in sure enough he set it all up to knock it all down but do you think he actually really loves her or do no. do you think he loves controlling no, the no, situation no. he definitely loves controlling the situation he loves that she loves him and he's super selfish he's clearly has horrible motives he's a snake but the fact that he made her believe that she was loved and cared for i it it broke my heart a little bit to watch emily get caught up in that nonsense and not see him for who he was so when she got locked in though i knew it was only a matter of time come on now emily got herself out of a dungeon tied up with a gag in her mouth i knew she was gonna get out of that room Listen, so much. I'm going to leave it for now, but I'll just say, Emily, I'm so proud of you. You finally came to your senses. I'll yes. say that for right now. Uh, let's talk about Kate and the Prince. So mm-hmm. we see them playing around. We see them, like, sexing it up, and then Lord Blaine comes into the room and sits there and watches them, tells them they're doing a good job, and was, like, super creepy weird about it. What did you think of that? He- and, like, how would, like, I would just be like, WTF. (laughs) What is going on right here? You sick, perv, old man. So he's shown himself to be who he is from day one. I was not the least bit surprised that he would come in eating bonbons and having pop in a squat. Me, me, y'all got to know my personality is such that if anyone intruded on that personal space of mine and the guy basically allowed that to happen... You can't beat him, join him. I would show off. You hear me? I would be like, oh, this is what you came in here for? To be, like, I would just take it to the bridge just to kind of have him recoil a little bit. Which is what I thought she was going to do. Yeah. I thought she was going to show out. Yeah. And she didn't. She was like, oh, She retreated. Yeah, Yeah. super timid. But you know what? I think she had a plan of her own, which, you know, I'm all about. Exactly. Uh, Nancy and Lucy. So Nancy is still dwelling on Isaac's death. Uh, We see Lucy in debtor's jail. We they both miss Charlotte. They're mm-hmm. both kind of like, oh, woe is me, woe is me. And Lucy reminds Nancy that you know you can't control things that are out of your control. Exactly. What did you think of that scene? And what did you think of Lucy still wanting vengeance mm-hmm. for Hal and Nancy saying no more vengeance, no more blood. blood. Yeah. I thought that was impeccably mature of her. She's taken the high road because I don't think prior to that she'd ever killed someone. So it's a different thing to say, I'll kill you. And then it's a whole different ballgame to actually have committed the act and have to live with that. You know, right, wrong, or indifferent, you still killed a man. Um, so I like that she was like, listen, we ain't doing this no more. That would be, she didn't say it would be your mama's way, but I kind of think it's it's more of a Lucy and Charlotte mom kind of thing, Mary Wells kind of thing. It isn't. 
I, I like that she set the record straight in terms of how they're going to move forward. We're going to be positive about this. We've already killed people enough already. Let it be what it's going to be. And Lucy didn't surprise me by wanting that vengeance. I mean, it makes sense. But I was really glad that Nancy was there to kind of talk her off that that. And then cliff. when Hal approached Nancy mm-hmm. and was basically threatening her, like, you were there when my brother died. And she was like, well, you were there when my Charlotte died. That's right. Um, and then talking about Emily and basically using her as a pawn, her saying, I'll see her soon. And he's like, no, you won't. What did you think of that? And did you think that was a direct threat to her life? Oh, definitely. Are you kidding me? He's been wanting to kill her. He wants to take her out because he sees her as a threat, first and foremost. She's a pretty formidable opponent, if you look at it that way. Mm-hmm. And the fact that the matter is, he doesn't know who killed, pulled the trigger for his brother. So right. because you were present, as far as I'm concerned, all y'all guilty. Right. Okay, you in that bag with all of them. So I, it didn't surprise me that he would. Yeah, I saw it as a direct threat. Yeah, You know me what too. I mean? Bring it on. You coming over? Yeah, okay. Me too. So then we see Lydia and Croft. And here again, I have to say, I don't know how, I don't know where, I don't know why, but this woman is in the right place at the right time. <laughs> Every knows how time. to play her cards. And like, I am not mad at you, Lydia. But she comes in, blackmails Croft, says, you know what? You need to back off Marcus of Blaine. Mm-hmm. You have to cease your attack because there are certain aspects of your nature that you don't want him to know. So Ooh. what you going to do about that? And he's like, I surely don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> she's like, you sure? Because I think you do. Right. And he's like, and she's like, Golden Square? Right, you right. sure? That doesn't ring because a bell. that warmth of his mouth about Ooh, you? Baby. No? You don't remember? No? Well, I do. Right. So what do you want? We want you to back off, and I want my house back. Right. How does she do it time in and time out? Time in and time out. At the end of the day, Lydia has been groomed for this. We know enough about her backstory to know that as soon as she can walk and talk and perform sexual acts, her daddy put her to the task. So with that being said, being manipulated by people, not just men, but people in general, her entire life, you learn quick or you fall by the wayside. And she is not one to fall by the wayside. She is older, so she's been around the block quite a few times. So her experiences and her age lead her to this boss ass lady mentality. I just, I don't even know. She's She's such a a grown ass. She's a grown ass cockroach. That's what I know (laughs) for sure. Uh, Elizabeth visits Lucy in the debtor's house. Yeah. Uh, She brings her food and clothes and Lucy's basically like, get the hell out of here. Right. I don't want anything to do with you. I think you and I should trade places. And Elizabeth at that moment did not want to. Of course not. And Lucy's like, listen, I can fight um, Lydia better than you. And she's like, well, Lydia means nothing to me. Well, this is the problem. Lydia should mean something to you. Wasn't that your favorite line? Yes, because I was like, Lydia is the beast. Exactly, but she had no clue. No clue. She's so enamored. I won't say enamored. She's so confident in her own abilities she came in like a boss bitch herself like i'm sorry have we met da, 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 right da. so because she's of that stature in her own mind she's like oh please she's of no consequence i'm not afraid of her and what did lucy knight tell her then you're a fool yeah because you should be the end yeah. that's it <laughs> if i could rock in here it. i would because that that being said that's true yeah uh, we see Nancy, Fanny. I love Fanny. She's coming, becoming my like favorite. Yes. yes. Um, and Isabella. And then we see that 
we have like nervous Nancy and you can only be nervous Nancy if you actually are having feelings for Isabella exactly did you see that that's, Built the that's how I feel I Literally? feel like you know what she kissed you and now you're like what what are <laughs> what are these feelings I'm feeling exactly um, so her <laughs> brother has arranged for her to see her daughter Sophia yeah. and she wants Nancy to come with her and she Nancy's basically like why are you fearing your brother like, I'm not grab some balls exactly. and don't fear him stick up Exactly. For it. Stick up for yourself. And I was like, but do you know he's a killer? Yeah, but still, Isabella is very good with begging and pleading for him to please have mercy on me. Give me half my money. I deserve it. Let me have my daughter. Give back your son. Like, she's constantly like, please, please, I don't know, do it. But Nancy doesn't know that he's a killer yet. True enough, but Nancy fears no one. So it wouldn't matter if he was a killer, drug dealer, molester of kids right like stealer of candy from the store at the end of the day nancy's take is nobody scares me like that's not how i operate i come from a place of empowerment so i don't let people intimidate me whereas this chick is just like he took my toy i don't know what to do she's very fragile yeah so then we had like a fun moment uh with emily being locked in and rosamond won't let her out Mm -hmm. and she I don't know if it's a saying that people say here. I don't know, but she moons her. Yeah, we and say she's moons. like, the key must be up my butt. <laughs> but she doesn't use butt. You guys know what I'm talking arse. about. She says arse. I, I was like, this chick right here, I needed more of her this season because she she's was, outrageous. Yeah, she was dope. She's so outrageous. She was pretty was dope. Like, oh, okay, so now what? Emily... I'm going to tell you this right now. I'm proud of you, girl. Yes, You got that knife and you did your thing. You did your thing, mama. Listen, I didn't expect it from you because you're a hot mess. What? You didn't expect Emily to get out of any sticky situation she's put in? I didn't expect her to get out without, like, the show. Like, crying and this and this and this. And, you know, as we move forward, we see she did get out. She got the knife and she, she whittled her way out. And even when Fanny wouldn't let her in, mm-hmm. she pushed her way in. She sure did. I didn't think she was going to do it because she's a little bit of a pansy. She's a little bit of a crybaby, in my opinion. She has been in certain instances, but I feel like when her back is against the wall, she knows to come out fighting. And this man literally just locked her in a room. She was like, okay, clearly I thought he was this when he's that. And these are probably the last people that want to see me based on the behavior that I've shown them in the past. But I've been good to them too, so hopefully they'll allow me to like slide in with the, but I love you. I did wrong, Listen. but come on now. Listen, this this was the come on now episode. <laughs> Gina, I see what you're writing. I want to know what you think Nancy feels about Charlotte and if her love was only for Margaret or do you think that it transferred over to Charlotte? Mm. But moving on, uh, let's talk about Kate and the Prince. So Kate and the Prince are getting it on we mm-hmm. see loving each other up. loving it up they're doing like this game running around all of that and then Kate tries to talk to him about uh, Lydia and what how Lydia fears um, the Blaine mm-hmm. and he's like no I know him we, we grew up together he's cool and like I'm gonna take this guy the governor's word over this bod's word you gotta trust me mm-hmm. did you think that she was ever gonna get through to him yeah, 
I did because he genuinely cares for this woman. Like they have some kind of connection yep. despite their titles and whatever else goes on transpires between them. They dig each other. So I think that if she stayed at it, she would have wore him down eventually if the truth had not come to light uh, prior to, because he does listen to her. He, he does value her opinion. Yep. Think about it. He told uh, uh, the prince was told by uh, Blaine to smack her around. You know what I'm saying? Like dominator. They like that. Yeah. And as soon as he tried that move, she was like, boy, if you don't get up off me, right. that's not how we doing things around these parts. Right. So the fact that he not only allowed her to smack him, but went to her like, I'm sorry, babe. Yeah. Can I make it? Yeah, she would have definitely got to him after a while. But I'm glad it came to a head the way it did. Right. Facts, facts, facts. Yes. Um, William and Harriet, Harriet, so we're still looking for Jack. Uh, Lord, yeah. We know Lord Ledsam has him. We know that Hal is involved. And when Hal went to Harriet and lured her, I was so... Here's the thing. You know when it's like a haunted house or you know when... <laughs> you can it's hear like the music scary, in the background. A scary movie. Yeah. And you know like you're the only black person, so you're <laughs> the first one to be killed. I was like, girl, you see it's a dark dungeon. Right. And you see he's not trying to go in and lead you to him. He's like go in there I heard he was in there right right and right. you go in and he pushes you in I was like girl please you are too smart you run your own house how are you falling for this nonsense but she did cause she's in love girl you I, know love make us do some um, crazy things I mean, so logic goes out the window cause you're just thinking if I can get to Jack by any means necessary and here's another brethren that was the other thing how you gone as a black man in this society any society, but especially in this time, in this age, in this land, go against your other black... Are you serious right now? Like, Hal is just a... He's not a good person. He's not a good, person. a good person. Like, how do you know you're black? Cause, mm. Right. Are you aware like, that you mm, look a little different than these white right. people? Right, so how dare you? And I was thinking, and just watching this, I was just thinking, like, how crazy and scary would it be to be captured, knowing that you had freedom, exactly. and knowing that you're now, like, in the slave trade, and, Oof. like, what that experience would be. And I have to say, Harriet was her own savior, because what she did do was she's, like, too her worker she's like tell William exactly and I think that's what saved her oh it did and, and not just that having uh, Lord Ledsam's wife come and say hey listen I don't want to be a part of this uh, I'm like the furniture so I'm going to come and tell you this but I don't want you to say what came from me right but you know Hal's a bad guy yeah and Hal's part of the reason why Harriet and now Jack are both about to go and be bought into the slave trade. You want to fix it? It's going to be here, here, and here at this time. Exactly. Listen. I appreciated the information she shared. I believe that it's not motivated by any, like, good-heartedness. I of don't course see not. Her. Right. She just wants to be acknowledged. Like I was saying, with anybody else, everyone wants validation, and she doesn't get it where she lives. She doesn't get it in her social circles. So she's like, I mean, I don't necessarily want to rub shoulders with y'all black folk, but I do want to let you in on what's happening in the, you know, in, in this scenario. Right. So as you can do whatever you like, but if you do what I think you're going to do, it'll make me very happy. Yeah. Because it will hurt the people that are hurting me. Right. I don't want my husband... To be all caught up. Right. But. But. Yeah. Got to do what you got Craziness. <laughs> uh, let's talk about the magistrate and uh, Mr. Croft. So 
Mr. Croft, we know, was blackmailed by Lydia. Because mm. that's what she does. Because that's Lydia. And the magistrate doesn't know that it's actually Lydia that, that blackmailed him. Mm-hmm. And he's basically like, we're not going for Blaine anymore. We're going to go and close down this Molly house. Right. Now, what I thought was interesting with that is that, okay, so yes, the magistrate moved on that information, mm-hmm. but he almost didn't. So he took Fredo and that guy mm-hmm. and didn't put him in a proper cell, brought him to their house. Right. And was like, this is where we're going to keep you for now. And I was like, Really? Because he's done kind acts like that in the past with Mary Wells. He made sure that she didn't. Well, that wasn't him. But still, he's that kind of guy. Is he? Yeah. I don't. I don't have any history of him being that guy. I think that he's to the letter when it makes sense. I think that he's a good magistrate because he doesn't just go blindly. The law says I should walk 10 paces and then turn to my left. It's like, wait, if I walk eight paces, then I can turn. But if I walk 10, I walk off a bridge. I'm not walking 10. Like I get the impression that he actually incorporates common sense into his decision-making. And he's at in a position where they can guide him, but they can't really tell him what to do. I, I mean, I hear you, but I think for the times mm-hmm. and for him to be the uh, man of the law mm-hmm. it was above and beyond so I'm thinking I don't know but I think I'm thinking if season four is gonna look like what I think it's gonna look like like what he did is impactful and even though this was like a small scene yeah I think it's a big scene mm-hmm. for the whole scheme of the series the windows and the insinuations yes. and such yes and mm-hmm. speaking of such let's talk a little bit about our network because I love our network after Buzz TV as do I can I just say I genuinely love coming here I really do this is the ESPN of TV talk and it's because of you that we're able to say that this place sets you up for success it's an awesome vehicle to be able to speak to you directly have a conversation that involves stuff that we all love which is TV yay so thank you thank you thank you please if you're on iTunes listening excuse me if you're on YouTube watching us Five stars, five fingers, thumbs up, all the positive stuff. We really enjoyed engaging um, with you, and we're really grateful to have you. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Yes, let's give a shout out to the live chat because it's yes. popping in there. Uh, Puerto Rico, we see you. And yeah, I have no sympathy for Hal either. He did kidnap his own people and did not realize that, you know what, he's black too. He's so disgusting. Calm all the way down. All the way. Gina Connie, yes, I think Hal is so tragic. He wasn't necessarily a good person, but before Isaac died, he def- defended Emily and was against Isaac's impulsive moves against the brothels. Yeah, True, but he did. But... He killed Charlotte. So. Oh. Okay, exactly. Um, and he wasn't taking the rap for it. And he's just yeah. not a good person all the way around. Yeah. At the end of the day, I think he genuinely loved his brother because it's probably all he had to uh, show, you know, th- to support him. So it makes sense that he would stand up against his brother for his, well, maybe not. There's no logic there. I don't care for how. <laughs> so I was trying to, like, give him some redemption, but I just think he's a horrible human being. Anime Girl 22, I feel like Fanny is the new and improved Margaret. Fat. Facts. Right there. Yes. And Gina Connie, I hope the show won't have to be. Oh, we weren't cut it short, girl. We love y'all. Yeah, we gonna keep it moving. Keep it moving. Yes. I like that she says the magistrate is the best so far. I believe. I believe so as well. I completely. I like him. He's a stand up guy. You don't think so? I think that there's a lot that we don't know about him. Well, so far, right? I think up till now, I really like his demeanor. We'll see. We'll see. All right. Okay, we see Lydia walking past the doctor's jail. She sees Lucy, and she threatens her, 
and basically says no one can help you Croft can't help you and she's like the bell is tolling for you and she's mm. like it's not tolling for me girl it's tolling for you mm. <laughs> so watch it now favorite my favorite <laughs> Um, so we see Sophia meet her mom mm. and in the garden and basically like, I want nothing to do with you. Yes. I just want your money. You're terrible. And Isabella is like, you understand that this is all our, my brother and your uncle's a terrible person. And she didn't believe it and walked out. What did right. you think of that in that moment? I thought that um, all hope might be lost. So I was glad to see that that was not the end all to yeah. be all because it really broke my heart that this woman has done so much to create a relationship with her daughter and to yep. forge on to despite her brother's horrible ways and that she would end up losing again in the end. Like that's what it looked like. It's like, dang, she tried so hard and she's still not going to have the love of her daughter simply because of this evil human being. And her husband is evil too. But little does she know, you know, she thinks she's in love again. Yeah. The love thing, it blinds you. You don't know. You don't listen to reason. So that was heartbreaking for me. I didn't want to see that. I thought it was interesting too where Isabella tells Nancy that the kiss that she had was an expression of her deep gratitude. Mm -hmm. um, and then to flip it and her daughter Sophia was like, is this your latest scandal? Speaking of Nancy, I was like, right. oh, so your daughter knows all about this, which, you know, I get. I get it. Do family, you? well, family sees everything. They yeah, know but she you... hasn't been around. Remember? No, but family sees everything for real. For real, they see you in like moments where you think no one's looking. Right? There's a family member like right there, in peeping the kitchen, your whole like, thing, chopping up the, <laughs> the carrot sticks. Like, ooh, I see what's going on here. What? Right? Like right. the furniture, like Lady uh, Ludson. Yeah, the furniture that no one pays attention to. But right? As she sits there and reads her book. Right? You're all up in it. Mm -hmm. Facts. All that is the a way. good point. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just didn't think that she would be privy to that. What did we think about Anne giving her kid back to Blaine yeah. for 500 pounds? It broke my heart. It really did I, too. When she first walked in and said that she agreed to it, I thought it was a setup. I didn't think that she was really going to go for that. I mean, this is her child, and she's been through so much in order to secure him, for lack of a better yep. term. So I didn't see that coming. I honestly thought that she, maybe it was like a whole setup situation and maybe her and Lydia were in cahoots somehow to like make it okay. So when she did do it and like ran off in tears with her little funky money, I was like, dang girl, that's all it took. But again, like, like Lydia said, to Lydia's credit, if you can do that, they will find you. Like wherever you go with this child, not only will they find you, but they will kill you. Please do not think that they won't take this baby and slit your throat. Right, and Lydia didn't include that it's because of her because right. she's a big fat mouth and she's in with Blaine exactly. that she would probably be like I know where this girl is at yeah that's not something she's willing to share ridiculous yeah yeah totally ridiculous so here's where it turns and where I get like Woo, redemption okay so Anne goes to the house we see that Anne's there Kate's there yes. the Prince is there and they're all, and Isabella's there, and they're basically like, listen, let me tell you a little something about the Marquis of Blaine. Right. And he, the prince actually listens. Mm -hmm. And the prince is like, oh, wait, what? <laughs> and long story short, he gets stripped of his governorship mm -hmm. and is like, get out of here. Right. I was like, you know what? Bravo. 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 Again, we see... The women. The women. Coming together yes. for their own good. It was such a Whether they like each other or not. Exactly. We're coming together because we are all we have, which is what I've said all season long. <laughs> Very true. 
bravo to them all. I love that they were able to see past any differences yep. and be on the same page. Because at the end of the day, what they realized was as different as we may be of each other, we are all on the same page with how we feel and what we know about this man. Yep. And he has to be stopped. And much to uh, Nancy's credit, I think... The fact that Isabella was willing to divulge that that is a huge secret. That is something to share, right? She's kept it the young girl's whole life. And this girl is what, like in her 20s or something. So for her to be like, listen, we really need your help. And because I, I, I expect her to be like, I can't really get into the details of what he did. She was like, listen, this one went down. Yeah, I ain't proud she, of it. I mean, but... but she divulged to the prince, which I thought was like necessary. Yeah, it was. But at the same time, up until then, I didn't get the impression that it was still something that she could even articulate because it was so painful and so shameful. So the fact that she was just like, I got to get my daughter back. I got to get this dude dead by any means necessary. I'm just going to keep it 100. This is what happened, bro. Listen to me and take heart. And I love that he was just like, don't even trouble yourself anymore. Don't have to tell me anymore. You know, we'll move forward. We'll make this happen. It was so gratifying. And then it was all set up in the chairs outside. I think that is so sexy. They, like, put down the carpet. I peeped the whole, like, set design. Yes. I loved that. It was good stuff. Yeah. So then we see William, and William has the information from Lady Ludson, and she, and he basically saves Harriet. He saves Jack. And I was like, woohoo! Yeah. Because they were ready to fight to their death. They mm-hmm. were ready to be like, hey, you know what? We're not going to go to America and be slaves. We're going to fight. I'd rather die here in your arms okay. than over there in America and then we open up and William is there and and I was like yay yeah I knew William's gonna come to the rescue I already knew as soon as they heard all that tussling outside the truck I was like yes William has arrived it's going down yes and the fact that they braved themselves for the worst says so much about like their tenacity and their will to make a way despite all of this happening to them they were never victims they were never like why me yeah what are we gonna do and it was like we love each other and we love our lives. So we got to figure this out. Yeah. yeah. And then we see... There's so much, guys. I just, I'm just trying, trying to wrap my mind around it. Okay, so we then see Elizabeth change places with Lucy and debtors jail because mm-hmm. she knows that that's the right thing to do. She's trying to, like, raise money. She's trying to have the boys, like, work a little harder. And, yes, guys, I know that, the, that Golden Square got raided and Fredo got arrested and all of that but I think that was the backstory because mm-hmm. we already see that he got freed and the magistrate was like basically you know I know that you're a good uh, seamstress 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 <laughs> you make nice suits yeah make so that do, your trade do that right right but at the same time we see that Elizabeth finally gives herself up she finally tells William her real name mm-hmm. and she goes into Dector's jail and what I thought was super funny was how she saw the guy with the blanket like that was my random, favorite that was my favorite and she's like <laughs> exactly that was awesome um, but we see Lydia out or excuse me we see Lucy out and we see Lucy go and have a drink with Lydia mm-hmm, girl. and we already know that's a bad situation because we saw it earlier in the episode but she still trusts her she has a drink and she's poisoned and she wakes up to oh. a crazy situation on the right of her is Lydia on the right, left of her is the, is Blaine and we already know that Blaine is looking to kill someone mm-hmm. and was forcing Lydia who saw like a girl in the street and, and let her go because she was like struggling with the fact that she knows that this man wants to kill someone for no reason just to have blood on his hands 
And I was like, oh, my God, are they going to kill uh, Lucy as well? Right. Because I can't take it. Y'all can't kill everybody. Mm-hmm. And then Lucy wakes up and Lydia has an aha moment and stabs Blaine in the yes! back. And then when he's like about to choke her out, then Lucy stabs him in the back. In the back. You got the stab in the front. Right. I was like, I had this like, oh. Exactly. Exactly. Moment. As did I. As did I. It was and pretty awesome. And then I realized, oh, I see what y'all are doing for season four. Because now we have our heroine and we have our villain. Mm-hmm. And they're going to be partners in crime. Mm-hmm. Because we saw when Kate was like, well, I'm scared of you. Right. And then Lucy's like, but, but I'm, I'm not. not. Pretty much. Gotta love it. Gotta love it. <laughs> Y'all, I'm doing a tap dance here. Yeah. Because that right there... Is what it's all about. Was beauty. It was. That right there, I was like, okay, you know what? I can take that because there were a lot of loose ends that mm-hmm. I wasn't like, mm, how are you going to wrap all this up? Right. But this... Priceless. Priceless. This I one. love the empowerment. I love the bonding. I love that women won. Okay? If there was yeah. to be a, a, a match or a competition... We won this one. Big W all the way around. I mean, okay, so I'm going to say it again. I said in this in this episode, I've said it all season long. At the end of the day, even if they're enemies, the women band together. You're absolutely right. And Lydia, maybe not so much, but what she does know is that killing just to kill for the sport of killing women mm-hmm. is not right. And whatever, everything that she's gone through with her dad and May, she's like, no. This I'm not doing not on this. my watch. Right, not on my watch because you know what? She also knew that her life was in danger. Exactly. So she's like, let me nip this in, in the, the bud. bud. Not only that, though, there were at least, at least three instances where Lydia was not the Lydia that we've grown to love to hate. Yeah. She had a pang of consciousness when she was talking to that girl. Yep. Oh, mind your flowers. Go about your business. Yep. Whatever she said to basically bug off. I thought was superb. Like, did she literally does? And it wasn't even, it it was a physical thing. Like, she almost felt like she almost fainted. Yeah, because she knew what she was about to do was wrong. Exactly, and it sickened her. Sickened her. So that, the fact that she, you thought she set Lucy up, but in fact, she set Lucy up to set Blaine up. Oh, priceless. So there were times where she saw the air, not even the air of her ways. I'm sure she doesn't have any regrets, but she was able to see, she played chess on this one. She was able to see two, three steps ahead and said, listen, I want to come out the victor, but not at anybody's expense in terms of like a death sentence. Guys, I loved everything about it. (laughs) Me too. Everything about it. Let's get into some news and gossip. Okay, sounds good. So I have news and it's funny that um, you mentioned... Um, well, we don't the, get any news and gossip. Right. <laughs> Thank you. Jeez Louise. <laughs> I appreciate you, sir. Um, the the, the gossip, I'm sorry, the, the news that I found was super interesting because you were saying season four, season four, they're bugging up. This is what they're going to yeah. present. And it seems to be, the article that I kept seeing repeatedly was, will there be a season four? Yeah. Like, they nicely tied everything together. They literally had these two women, very powerful, Emily, I mean, Lucy and Lydia, cracking up and having stabbed and killed a man, yeah. only to sit across each other when you never thought this was possible. And basically, like, we're banding together to make, you know, we're ruling on this thing so a lot of the question is just will they be back next season and if so will the women continue to reign because they really did tie up all the ends that we suspected would be kind of left at least a little frayed Mm -hmm. all the bad guys are gone Mm -hmm. right all the good women 
good, bad, or indifferent, whatever you talk, they're women, so they're real, they're winning and they're ruling things. They're still around, so where does the storyline go? How can they make it any better? I think that's why they put the big bow on it so they can just walk away with a nice tight oh. end. <clears throat> Listen, go ahead, Hulu, and make that other fourth season. <laughs> Stop playing. Stop playing with my emotions. Right. You might have tied a few things up, but you didn't tie everything up. So go so ahead. Keep keep up, keep writing. Handle we love that. it. Handle that. Yeah. Yes. Have at it. Uh, let's get into our Harlot quotes of the show. Uh, I got two. I got two. Harlot quotes of the show. That's the typewriter that we normally have. Do we not have the typewriter? I don't know what's going on today, but it's the last show, so let's keep it moving. All so right. my uh, two quotes mm-hmm. are one from Elizabeth, and I mentioned it earlier, to the fella. She says, fella, I'll blow you for that blanket. Yes! Died of laughter. We always seem to have the same ones, but there's such good writing. Died it makes sense that we'd be on the same page. <laughs> and when she made the, like, the right. tongue thing, I was like, oh, no, she didn't. I oh, but yes, it. she did. I'm trying. And then Lydia, um, that's the bind with angels. They always want to do the right thing. Mm -hmm. Um, When she said that to Kate, and I thought that was really... It's prophetic. Prophetic. I know I'm only supposed to have one, but I always have just like so many. I'll just do one more. Uh, This is uh, (laughs) the Marcus of Blaine when Lucy and Lydia are stabbing him front and back. Right. And he's like, you effing whores. Right. I was like, that sums up this whole thing. The whole thing. Okay. Even on his in his in death, yeah. he can't utter a kind word or even beg them, please don't kill yeah. me. He's horrific on so many levels. That man's Satan. Yep. What and he's yours? a dead Satan. Okay, so mine is of course I have the same one. Fella, a bully for that blanket. Right? Mm-hmm. As she walks away. That's gotta be my favorite line. I thought that was ingenious. Um, and then my other favorite is Madam Footface. Perfect. When Lydia shows up at the window. Yeah. And I mean, what a b- dope response to Lydia. Because she is kind of Madam Fuckface, isn't she? Right. So I thought she summed that up. And, and just in her anger and her face all contorted. It was hilarious. I love that Yes. One. Let's get into <laughs> Harlot of the Week. Yes. So my Harlot of the Week is... Definitely, I'm going to say my harlot of the season mm. because she's been my harlot of the week <laughs> quite a few times. Mm-hmm. And of course, I'm going to go for Miss Lydia Quigley. Ooh, Lydia, Lydia, lovely. And the reason why it's Lydia again this week is because Lydia, she made the, she, first of all, she was in the right places at the right time. Always. She made the right moves. And when push came to shove where she could have killed her ne- nemesis, Lucy, she instead banded together with her fellow harlot mm-hmm. and killed the bad guy. I was like, <laughs> bravo. Bravo. Yes, bravo. She did a great job. I may love to hate and hate to love, but you did the right thing in that moment. I do. I love Lydia. There's no yeah. question about it. Every week we go on and on because she is such an amazing and, and big ups to the actress that plays her. Let's just be clear about that. Lydia would not be Lydia of this caliber mm-hmm. if the actress was not an amazing. She just does an amazing job at being able to be become, her. Right. She's be like Lydia. She, she is Lydia. Be There's the no question about it. I that love that. You love to hate and hate to love. That's right. Um, the other, but my favorite quote. Or one of I'm sorry I didn't say my third one I'm, I'm I don't fear you I love that she said that one oh, okay. right but that's my she's my heart of the week Lucy Lucy because I love 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 that Lucy was almost it's like everybody else was getting their 
their due. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Every week somebody else shined and Lucy shined always, mm-hmm. but she always seemed to be like almost like a step behind the shine. Like I'm back here fighting a good fight. Eventually it all come to light. And I feel like this show, she definitely was scraping and scrapping to show I am a force to be reckoned with. Please right. do not sleep on me. Facts. You can put me in this funky jail. You can uh, tell me that I'm, you know, that I have to settle a debt or that I have to be made to feel like you know I killed someone and I have to be tried for that it doesn't matter what you throw at me I guess is my point my sister's dead my mama gone and this bee won't stop coming for me I'm not going to wither like a little flower yeah I am going to thrive like a thorny bush yeah and I'm about to get in that ass and I love that. I, I love, 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 love redemption. Love Let's do highlight history before we wrap it up. Yeah. Highlight history. So we're talking a little bit about famous, ultra famous madams mm-hmm. and harlots in history. And one uh, that we have here, and I'll I'll go with you. Your first person is who? My first person is Tilly Devon. Uh-huh. She's actually Australian. I don't do an Australian accent, so I won't try. But I think that she's pretty cool because in the 1900s, this is the same year that the Everly sister opened up their business in Chicago. Mm-hmm. So though she was born in Australia, she became a wanted crime lord, working as both an infamous thief, drug dealer, and legal owner of most of the bordellos in Sydney. Just for the record, during that time, Australian men were not allowed to own brothels. So it's pretty cool that she rose through the occasion. I think what I find so interesting about this woman is that she became one of the richest women in Australia, known for buying luxury cars and jewelry. She was balling and doing her thing way back then you gotta love it and allocated a portion of her wealth to buy off authorities very smart but despite being prone to violence and jailed innumerable times for prostitution drugs and even attempted murder she also built a reputation for being charitable and I love that she found a balance love it Uh, I have Sada Abe she was born in 1905 and she was destined to become a respectable geisha girl she made it to the lower levels of geishadom but a uh, bout of syphilis Ooh. kind of screwed that whole thing up. Uh, turning to out and about whoring, Seda took up resident in the brothels of Tokyo. She was a reckless and rebellious little mix, it says, <laughs> but eventually left the trade to shack up with a man called Kichizo Izida. And he had no idea what kind of kinky stuff she was into. Mm-hmm. And she, knowing that she wasn't shy she went all the way for it for sure and she was however considered a quote unquote nut job with a jealous streak so never good combination not good when you're married to this fella Uh, so long story short she kept uh, basically she was what's the woman that cut off her husband's penis back in the 80s oh um Thank you, Lorraine. She Bobbitt. was the Bobbitt of 1905. She <laughs> basically did this exact same thing. No way! And, yes, uh, and she kept it in her handbag until her arrest a few days later. Mm. Bing bing! Whoa! <laughs> and then, uh, last but not least, we have Sally Sally Salisbury. Oh, God. Uh, she began selling herself while still in her early teens. She'd walk the streets of 18th century London selling pamphlets, <laughs> quote unquote, air quotes. Okay. Um, and if any of the local lads happened to have a half a crown money, she'd happily lift her skirt for an hour long shag session. <laughs> At 14 years of age, she entered a high class brothel where oh, wow. her clientele included aristocrats and lords. So she went from being basically a street prostitute 
to a high-end prostitute. And that is why she is part of our top three. Guys, it's been an incredible season. I cannot believe it's over. I know. I say this every season because Harlots, if you're sleeping on Harlots, you are sleeping on an amazing show. Yeah. Again, shout out to our live chat. We're going to miss you. We're going to see you next season, season four, whenever they have that on Hulu. But shout out Gina, Puerto Rico. Already. Puerto Rico. Hey. hey. Yes, yes, Kitty. Q, Thank you, Gina. Q Sharp. All of you guys in the live chat, we love you. You can continue to stay in touch with me all across social media at Linda So Girly and Kitty. Where can they find you? You can find me on IG as Ki- uh, on IG as Kitty Kaboom. Kitty Meow is on Twitter and Kitty Kali is on Facebook. Guys, same time, same. Well, maybe not same time, but next season. Next season, we'll be back. Season four, we're here for it. We'll be here. Bye for now. Bye. Thank you. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal.